Welcome to the St. Anne Roman Catholic Podcast, coming to you from Gilbert, Arizona. We pray that God will bless your time as you listen. My dear brothers and sisters, listen carefully to the readings. We will really understand that today, Abraham again is once tested. If you recall, you know, in Genesis chapter 12, he was tested by God asking him to leave his homeland and go to a foreign land, unknown land, where God was to show him. And we see out of faith, Abraham obeyed and God blessed him. So today again, we hear another test. And I'm pretty sure if some of us are to be placed in Abraham's shoe, if not all, majority of us will fail that test. We will fail that test. Imagine the only son you have or the only daughter you have and God will ask you, take that child and sacrifice that child for his sake. I don't know how many beloved fathers and mothers who truly love their children would do that. I don't want to ask the question, who would do it? Because I know I may have maybe few hands up, if at all I will have. The majority of us would say, wait a minute, what is God saying? Am I really hearing him well? Or is it the devil that is talking to me and not God? You know, we begin to ask questions. Because it is something very, very unfair and very, very unheard of. For God to say things like that to us. But today we hear it. He asked Abraham, Take that your only begotten son and offer him for my sake. I will ask you to go to a land of vision. There you will offer him on the mountains. One interesting thing I want us to try to bear in mind is this particular adjective that is being used by God three times in today's reading. In the original language of the Old Testament, Hebrew, that adjective is yahit. And Yahid simply means the begotten. The begotten. So, we see in verse 2 of that Genesis chapter 22, God used the word Yahid. Take your only begotten son Isaac and go into the land of vision where I will show you. And on the mountains offer him for my sake. Yahid. 
And in verse 12, we heard God repeating that same word again. Now I know you fear me. And because you did not spare your only begotten son, for my own sake, you have expressed that faith to me. Yet, Then, he repeated it again in verse 16 of that same chapter. Because you did not spear your only begotten son for my sake, he went ahead to promise Abraham, I will bless your offspring and they will be as numerous as the seashore or the sand of the land where no one can count them. So why am I trying to go into this exegesis of this adjective? It's for us to understand the link between first reading, the first reading today, and what each and every one of us is preparing for in this period of land. Because all of us, our journey throughout this land is towards what? Towards the event of the Calvary. Towards the event. We are preparing ourselves towards that final event of the Calvary, which will lead Jesus to his death and then his resurrection. Now, when we look at the New Testament, that Yahid is used in the Greek word as monogenes. And monogenes simply means the begotten, the only begotten. And that is why when we look at John's gospel, chapter 3, verse 16, John used that same adjective. For God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son. He sent his only Yahid, Monegenes, to die for us or to offer his life for all of us. Now, the Septuagint renders that same word Yahid in the synoptics especially as not begotten but as beloved. And that is why we see when Jesus was baptized at the River Jordan by John the Baptist, as soon as he was coming out of the river, there was what? A dove that appeared and descended on him. And there was a voice that said, This is my beloved son, not this is my only begotten son, but this is my beloved son, in whom I am well placed. Listen to him. Now, here we, today we hear the same word repeated again at transfiguration. After Jesus was transformed and the disciples saw how transformed Jesus was by the dazzling light, they were so afraid. 
But when they realized and when they tested the glory of Jesus, they became so excited. And it was at that time, there was a cloud. The cloud in the Old Testament signifies the presence of God. So there was a cloud that overshadowed them. And in that cloud, there was a voice. This voice says, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. Now, the question is, why even the transfiguration at this point in time? When we look at Mark's gospel, where the reading is taken from, chapter 9, this transfiguration takes place in order to strengthen the disciples because the previous chapter, that is chapter 8, there was a drama. And what was the drama? Jesus declared his intention before his disciples of his passion, his death, and his resurrection. He said, the Son of Man will be put to death. He will suffer and he'll be put to death. He will die, but on the third day he will rise again. What did the man with the basket mouth say, as I always describe him? Peter. Peter said, oh, no, 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 master, that cannot happen to you. We have you. We are just behind you. We have your back. Nothing will happen to you. Nobody will, will put you to death. Nobody will touch you. We will fight for you. We will defend you. And to St. Peter's greatest disappointment, instead of him having a pat on the back by Jesus for showing that bravery and showing that love, that yes, he so much loved his master and ready to die for his master, Jesus said to Peter, Get behind me, you Satan. You know? So at that time, Jesus knew that the disciples will easily be consumed by their human frailty when the reality of his passion is done on them. And as such, he needed to prepare them. He needed to strengthen them. He needed to equip them to make them well prepared so that even if the reality of the Calvary takes place, they will not give up. And he selected his inner caucus beloved friends, Peter, James, and John. And he went up the mountain to show them who really he is. Not just Jesus as human like them, but Jesus as God, the Son. And he gave them that test of the glory that awaits all believers. And that is why as soon as Peter tested that glory of Jesus, he was so excited and he quickly said, Master, I will build three tents for you. One for Elijah, one for Moses, and one for you. Brothers and sisters, 
there is always joy in being in the presence of God. There is always that fulfillment. There, there is always that contentment, that inner satisfaction, inner happiness, and excitement whenever we are in the presence of God. And that is why the psalmist would tell us, one day in the Lord is better than a thousand days outside there. How ready are we to always be in the presence of the Lord? How ready are we? So, my dear brothers and sisters, when we look at all that happened in the first reading, you will truly understand that the event of Isis's sacrifice is a foreshadow of Jesus' sacrifice on the cross. So, and that's why when we look at Genesis chapter 22, verse, verses 6 to 9, where Isaac himself had to carry the wood of his sacrifice to the mountain, is the same thing when we look at John's gospel, chapter 19, verse 17. Jesus himself had to carry his own cross on the way to the Calvary, where he'll be put to death. So it is a foreshadow of the Calvary. And because it is a foreshadow of the Calvary, the Yahid therefore establishes for us an Isaac Christ typology. And that is why, my dear brothers and sisters, St. Paul is encouraging us for God to have revealed himself we have no option rather than to believe because if we believe by listening to his son then we'll be safe because if God is with us who else can be against us so what St. Paul is encouraging us today is to have that confidence that God's love will never fail us. God can never disappoint us. Brothers and sisters, just like Abraham was tested, each and every one of us is bound to be tested within this Lenten period. But are we to give in to that temptation? Are we to fall apart? Of course no. We must believe and trust in God. It is our trust that will give us that confidence. Because confidence is a word that is derived from the Latin root, confide. That is with faith. So having confidence in God is, is to trust him in that faith, believing that he will never disappoint us because he is always there for us. And because God does not disappoint us, brothers and sisters, Jesus is inviting us. We must constantly listen to his voice. Just as the Father said to the disciples on the mountain, this is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. Let us therefore 
pray in a special way that God will grant us the grace amidst trials, amidst temptation, whatever that may pull us down, not to allow us to have a good learning observance, that God will grant us the grace to listen to his voice. Because at every given trial or temptation or test, God is always speaking to us. May we listen to him so that as we listen to him, we will trust him, we will believe in him, so that at the end, his love will never fail us. But his love will lead us to that victory where each and every one of us will die in our sins in order to rise with his son to share his everlasting glory through Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for listening to the St. Anne Roman Catholic Podcast. For additional podcasts and media, visit us on the web at www.sanneaz.org. Again, that's www.stanneaz.org. St. Anne, pray for us.